everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. So last week, we began a new discussion on the topic of rejection. Yes. And this is a topic that, as we discussed last week, is um, really very relevant to all people. That's right. And, you know, we're not just going to talk about it, but we're going to talk about some keys to overcoming it in mm-hmm. our lives. Um, and so that's kind of where we're going to start heading today. Um, last week, we really kind of laid a foundation, talked about what rejection is, how it can play out in our lives. We also just talked about how um, it does it does at some level typically affect every human being that That's ever right. walks the planet. Mm-hmm. And so um, the importance of being able to go back and identify those moments is so key. It really is. We talked a lot about how it, it can really be at the root of so many struggles that we have in our lives that we will never tie to mm-hmm. unless we just ask the Lord into those places. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit more today just about the why. Yeah. I think sometimes when people have experienced rejection in their life, they can just be like, oh yeah, well that happened and it hurt hurt in the moment, but I'm totally over it. Totally. I don't need, you know, <laughs> I think about, yeah, like I, a lot of the rejection I experienced was in my like late elementary school years. Yeah. Like I'm over that. I don't care what those kids think about me anymore. However, mm-hmm. you don't understand sometimes the effects that those rejection can have on the rest of your life where you may be over the hurt, they can still be at the root of so many things yeah. that you're struggling with. Uh-huh. And so we're going to just kind of unpack that a little bit more today because it's one thing to define it, but it's a totally different thing to start getting to the root of it and really overcoming that and finding healing in those places yeah. so that it doesn't start playing out in all kinds of other bonkers it's, ways in our it, lives. It sure does. Yeah. And even as we were writing up the notes for all of these shows, Mel, I was just thinking like, rejection, man. But thinking back even to my story, because I think it's helpful for our listeners to hear like from our stories and yeah. what we're experiencing. And you've already shared even last week, you talked about mm-hmm. like in third grade when this bullying came, stuff came up. I remember even as a kid, like a huge part of my story is just some abandonment by my father. When I was four, he left and we still have no real connection or mm-hmm. com- conversation, no real relationship whatsoever. Yeah. But looking back as I've continued to heal and grow, his abandonment and his leaving our family created a massive root of rejection in my life that I did not identify till many, many years later. Mm-hmm. But when I look back at my story and I see all of the unworthiness that I dealt with, all of the perfectionism that I dealt with, um, really coming to a place of struggling to trust people, finding value in my work and in relationships and all these different things. It's just amazing to look back and see all of the different um, ways that that root of rejection impacted my life at different seasons of my life. As a kid, it was much different than it was as a teen or moving into my college years. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, there's times I'll see sometimes unworthiness or things that try to kick up where I'm like, no, I know you for what you are. And I know where that links back to, but it's so interesting how some of those things can still 
I mean, many, 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 30 plus years yep. later, there's still this place that tries to play out. Yep. And then even for me, how that impacted my relationship with Father God and really coming to a place of understanding that just because my earthly father did not value me in the way that he should have or was called to, that does not mean that Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father sees me that way. Mm-hmm. So it's been really interesting over the years to unpack all of that. And as I was able to really heal in my relationship with the Lord and really come to trust him as a good, trustworthy father. It's amazing how that root of rejection was dealt with in my life as Mm. well. And so we'll talk more about that, but just walking that through. And even as we were preparing for the show, thinking back to like, man, the way that that rejection played out, even my life has been really, really significant. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing to sit and think back to all of that. But once I was able to identify that it was rejection, great healing was able to come right. because I wasn't focused on just overcoming all the junk right. that it kicked up, but really getting to the root of the matter. Well, and I, I have to wonder if there aren't maybe people listening who like listen to what you're saying and say like, but okay, how did rejection result in perfectionism? Those right. seem so very unrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think sometimes, again, when you invite the Lord into these different areas of your life, he starts to like really kind of bring the pieces together so and true. say, do you realize that when this happened, it led to this, then you thought this, then you believed mm-hmm. this, and then it resulted in this. And he really starts to show you those different areas of the tree that we talk about yes. and how they all link together. And I mean, it, it played out the same for me as I shared last week, mm-hmm. you know, it turned into perfectionism and people pleasing were two of the biggest. Yeah. How did those root back to rejection? Well, people pleasing may be a little bit easier to identify, but mm-hmm. like, I am so fearful of people rejecting me that I will do anything and be anything for them that they want me to be so that they don't reject me. Exactly. And I, you know, will not do something that I think will offend someone or upset someone. And I don't like conflict because mm-hmm. I'm afraid that that could result in you rejecting me as a person. So I will stay away from all those things. I mean, that's a lot. Yes. People pleasing, um, fear of conflict, not wanting to say something that might um, offend, like, that's a lot of things to walk through in your whole life if you don't realize, like, that actually all started with rejection. It's the huge. perfectionism, that played out because I realized that when I was really awesome and great at things, people liked me, people mm-hmm. accepted me, people praised me, I felt like I belonged. So that just played out in, like, oh, so when I'm great at stuff, people like me, then I'm going to be great at everything totally. all the time. I'm going to be the best at everything I do so that I'm not rejected. Exactly. And it all linked back to that for me. I'm not saying that's the case for anyone who's struggling with perfectionism. It all goes back to rejection, but I'm saying maybe you should consider it. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and I mean, whatever other things that you might be struggling with, we've just l- listed a few examples of how that's played out for us. Mm-hmm. But I can also say that there are moments now as a 35 year old mm-hmm. that, um, you know, not too long ago, there was a circumstance that happened with some girls in my life. And I realized like, I just became third grade Melanie again with what just happened. I literally just reverted back to childhood and that just started to unlock all of that stuff again. And just like, oh my goodness. And and that fear of rejection. I'm like, I literally feel like third grader again Mm -hmm. right now in this moment. And so uh, it was good that I was able to immediately identify it in that moment. Like what's happening right now is the enemy's trying to stir back up stuff from the past and to be able to cut that off immediately. Um, But again, the way it plays out is so different, but it, for us, went back mm-hmm. to that. 
It's so true. And I'm even thinking just the way that, because rejection, what it does is the root, it causes us to question our value. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, a big part of that, even thinking back to when I was in my twenties, I worked my butt off. Mm -hmm. I was a hard worker. I was the first one there. And there was this reality that I didn't understand at the time that because of that rejection, I questioned my value and my worth. And so I started to find that in other ways of doing things. And so similar to what you said, I Mm -hmm. remember even working in certain settings as a college student in these adult settings. Like I worked in a, um, it was kind of last stop before prison for these girls. Mm -hmm. It was a um, residential treatment facility that was much different than Mercy. It was pretty Mm -hmm. much lockup. But I remember I was there working as a 21 year old with kids who were older than me, but I was in this adult setting working on top of going to school full time, on top of all these different things. And so much of my value and worth in that season was the accolades and the high fives and you're doing a good job and you may not be sleeping much, but you sure are working hard and propelling yourself forward. Mm -hmm. It was just another way of Mm -hmm. going, okay, I have value in this without ever identifying that, wow, this rejection is so over my life that I don't really understand that I'm trying to find my value in all of these external circumstances Mm -hmm. and accolades and high fives and thumbs up, not understanding I carried it all along because Mm -hmm. I was a daughter of God. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that it plays out for all of us in such different ways. And that's why even as we talked last week, in order to identify it, there is that place of prayer and going, Lord, I need you to begin to show me, like, how does this play out for me? Because in our humanity, it's often hard to draw an even line from rejection to this, rejection to that, because in our heads, it may not make a lot of sense. But when you start to ask the Lord, he begins to really show you like, oh no, this is how this plays out. And for all of us, it can end, it can run from one end of the spectrum to another. So as yep. we've talked about, some folks may really struggle with a form of fear, fear of failure or struggle with perfectionism, like we said, even codependency, toxic relationships. That was a part of my story that really came in just to struggle with lack of boundaries because you're so afraid of being rejected that some people become kind of a doormat, like mm-hmm. whatever it takes. If it means I'm un- in an unhealthy relationship, I don't care as long as you don't leave me. Yep. As long as you don't reject me, I'll put up with whatever it takes. Um, some other people may really challenge the feeling of rejection with like we said last week, addictions. Some people really struggle with pride and arrogance, Mm -hmm. performance, um, seeking after material things or a value in their success. And so if I don't have a lot of value, I'll just work my butt off. And if I have lots of money and things around me, that will try to tell me that I have value now. Mm -hmm. Um, Others may really struggle with... um, the very thing that hurt and rejected them. Isn't this Mm -hmm. crazy how we can do this as humans? We can become abusive and bullish and unkind and unforgiving and bitter, even violent because we have a past of rejection. And so it's crazy how all of these things can begin to manifest in our lives because of the damage that happened from rejection. But really calling it for what it is and drawing those lines and allowing the Lord to begin to go, no, no, that's the root of it. Yeah, I mean, I just think about you know, young women that we've seen even in our program or, or people outside of here that I know who've, it's led to like some real, just intense self hate. Mm -hmm. And that's led to self harming behaviors. I mean, I can think of, you know, I think what we're trying to say is that it can be, it can be, um, big, seemingly big or Mm -hmm. seemingly small, but it's still things that hold us in bondage this side. Yeah. And, and, and really, um, you know, I, I, I think of um, what you've shared, just even with that perfectionism, like in that workaholism Mm -hmm. and those things that really don't seem like that big of a deal, but how many times they can be rooted in that place. And so I think what you said 
It's such a good question. And I'm remembering, I'm remembering now as we're talking about this, when the Lord brought all of this to light for me was years ago when I was doing um, the Sacred Romance book um, and it was like kind of a workbook study yeah. thing that I did and um, I know we've used that some within mm-hmm. the Mercy program um, but one of the things that he talked about was how we all have arrows that have pierced us in our lifetime and, and that's just you know hurts that we've experienced and rejection is a yeah, huge one that huge. we've all experienced and how you know we in response to the arrows of our lives we have turned to things that have made us feel loved that have made us feel accepted that have made us um, receive praise or mm-hmm. attention that people see us that's right and so I think you know, maybe one of the best questions that someone can ask and ask the Lord into is, Lord, what are the things in my lifetime, maybe that started way back in childhood, mm-hmm. that when I started to feel this hurt and feel this rejection, what did I start turning to to alleviate that in some way? That's right. What did I start turning to that made me feel valued, that made me feel self-worth, that made me feel like people saw me, loved me, accepted me, praised me? What was that? Yeah. And sometimes if you can go all the way back to childhood or all the way back to those moments when the rejection started, that's typically when you start looking for something to fill that or to alleviate that. And has that played out even today Mm -hmm. in my life? Because odds are pretty good if you've never dealt with it. It has at some point played into your later years and your adulthood and 30 years later, you know. And so maybe that's a good question to start with when Mm -hmm. we go to the Lord is just what, what were those things for me? And is that still something playing out in my life? now. And I would even add to that too, Mel, that sometimes when we start to do some of that self-discovery as the Holy Spirit leads, you can start to go, oh man, this has really created a lot of havoc in my life. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's really what that addiction is? Or wow, that's why I keep putting up with these abusive relationships? Or wow, that's why I'm working so hard? I think I really feel like to add to that is the importance of going, okay, Lord, I'm not going to allow guilt or condemnation or shame into this conversation. Because so often we can look at things and think, I should know better. I should have not allowed that Mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think so often what happens is the enemy then tries to compile pile on us this shame and guilt and condemnation like we should have known better and why is this not something we put our finger on instead of staying in a place of going okay Lord it's not an excuse for what I've done but it is a very good explanation that if this rejection has played such a role in my life it's no wonder this is playing out so now Lord I need you to come in and begin to put your finger on this but Mm -hmm. I, I think so often in my own life or even as a counselor it's so easy to go oh man it's, it's the weight of how it's affected you, but then feeling like all the extra stuff can compile on it. So for whatever that's worth, even if that's just for one person who begins to walk this out and begins to experience that, don't give that much room because yeah. at the end of the day, it makes sense that this has played out the way it has for you, the way that you're wired, the way that you experienced rejection, the things that came in. It makes sense that that stuff has come in. So now you have the root, which is what you needed to be able to be engaged, to be able to mm-hmm. move forward forward and Mm -hmm. overcome it. And so if you haven't caught our drift by now, (laughs) rejection can create a whole lot of crazy. Mm -hmm. It can really, really can. And so it's taken the time to understand how that has played out in your life and to begin to do something about it. And so really the conversation of the why behind overcoming really is twofold. So we need to be mindful of the way that rejection kind of has weaseled its way into our lives. We need to understand where it came from, the negative effects that it has had, um, 
it's, but really also understanding that as an individual, we need to know that. But as, as a helper, as a pastor, as a parent, as a caretaker, as someone who loves on people, the more quickly we can identify that in our lives, the more you have a radar for that in other people's lives. For sure. And it really, just like anything, if I overcome it, I now have that ability to help someone else overcome it. And yeah. so that's where it becomes a twofold thing that it's never just about us. And as I've said many, many times, I think back to my healing process. I'm so grateful that at that time I understood that there was other people on the other side of my healing process, that it wasn't just about me. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, it was just about me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I really want to do this, but yeah. knowing that it's going to equip me to be able to help other people, there's a real power in that when we're able to identify this in our own yeah. lives. And then we have so much more to give away. Yeah. And be able to identify it for other people as well. For sure. And, I, and you know, as we start to kind of wrap up today, I, I know we've kind of hit on this throughout, but I really want to make sure that we land here um, on, on the understanding that rejection can create all of these issues that we've talked about, the perfectionism, the bullying, mm-hmm. the anger, the self-harm, the self-hate, the people-pleasing, all the things. All of the it things. It can recreate all of that, but we can't forget that again using our analogy of the tree underneath all of those branches is a trunk mm-hmm. that is a belief system right. that has been attacked through that hurt of rejection and so we can't just skip the belief system part That's and so just true. the lies that we do start to believe about I think rejection well rejection can feed lies about who God is and his heart towards us mm-hmm. it can feed our um lies about what everybody else thinks about us well I clearly no one loves me right. there's no one in the world who loves me no one in the world who sees me I'm less than everybody else and just like a, a lie that the enemy can really root in our lives about other people and their perception of us or who they are but for sure does rejection always yes. lead to lies about who we are what we are worth um, our value um, if we're lovable or not mm-hmm. um, if we and you know for me it was such an inferiority thing I'm inferior to everybody else yeah and so when we're doing that kind of exploring just understanding that there is a belief system that mm-hmm. that is lying underneath all of those different struggles that we've talked about today and we have to understand that that rejection can really root itself in in those places and really lead to a lot of those lies that we believe and so um, it again I think is another reason why this is so important because this has fed a belief system for our lives and why we need to look at that and address it and when you have that grid and that filter that has rejection written all over it often what can happen is you begin to perceive things as rejection that actually are not. Oh my goodness. So that's where it really gets you on the crazy train because when you've experienced legitimate rejection, that is absolutely what it was. But what happens is you experience too much of it. Then you start experiencing things as rejection that actually are not. And that's when it starts to really infiltrate into your life and your relationships and your decisions and your work and everything because you are experiencing things through this filter Mm -hmm. that is not truth and Mm -hmm. it is not based on how people actually see you or how God sees you but it takes over in such a way that everything filters through that and it's not a truth Absolutely. it's not a clear place and so yeah. that's another thing to kind of keep an eye out for too of like man I, I know that person's heart isn't one of rejection towards me yet I continue to experience it in that mm-hmm. way Lord I need you to start cleaning this up for mm-hmm. me and the change I mean I can speak to that myself and I know you can too Mel when you come into a place of healing you look back and you're like oh my goodness 
this, the way that I experience things from, like you said, a place of inferiority or for me, a place of unworthiness. Oh my goodness, the way that that comes in and colors so many things in such a way that you're not even conscious that causes you to then react to those things. It just can create a massive mess that's none of it's based on any truth. It's wild. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think as we'll always say that we are all in process. Mm -hmm. And so in this area, like I can see so much breakthrough that I've had and so much freedom that I've had, but oh, does it try to creep up on a regular basis? (laughs) Yep. But we're what's different now is that I am so aware of it. Yep. Um, and not to say that every single time I catch it when it pops up, but, um, but I'm able to identify it a lot quicker yeah. than I was before. Mm-hmm. And even down to like the work day, if someone doesn't approve or like something I did at work, I can immediately go to that place of like, oh, you are rejecting me as a human being right now, which is like ridiculous, like right. you said, but I'm seeing it sometimes through that filter. And so it's just one more layer that has mm-hmm. to come down one more area. And, but I identify it so much quicker. And because I identify it, I'm able to live free of it Mm -hmm. and call it for what it is in the moment. Um, And so it's just, it's so worth it to walk this road and to find that healing because, I mean, it really can, like you said, color everything in your life. Mm -hmm. And as you said, it gives you those moments where you're able to go, Lord, what is the truth? Like I'm not only am I aware and identifying this, but now I can connect with the Holy Spirit and give you space to speak into this and give me perspective and help remind me how far I've come and to really kind of wash off that filter once again to walk in a place of freedom. And so we're going to get even more into this next week. And so we hope that you will continue to, you know, press in and listen and tune in. There's more. Um, But we always want to make sure that we leave these times with some takeaway, because like we said, as we set the foundation and as we talk through, you know, why you need to overcome these things, the last thing we want to do is leave you like, peace out, go with God, hope you have a great week and not really give you some takeaway. Next week, we'll talk much, much more about this, but just Mm -hmm. a couple things to challenge you with. This week, we just really want to challenge you to take some time to literally sit down and draw a tree. We're going to do a little art. Um, Make sure that the tree that you create has branches, a trunk, and roots. Mm Because often, I don't know about you, I'm not a big artist like at all. But when I draw a tree, I forget the root system. I'll have a little line for the grass and then my tree comes up. But what we need to remember is every tree has roots. So make sure you draw those first in and then spend some time writing rejection near the roots of that tree, writing out some of the branches that you may be experiencing in your life that you begin to go, wow, that actually is totally linked to that. And as we've, you know, said, here's a couple of examples that may include some unhealthy relationships, striving, perfectionism, pride, a huge one, fear, Mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, bitterness, addictions. I mean, I could go on and on and on. That's some ideas that perhaps are written on that those branches really spend some time thinking that through and then I would encourage you just to spend some time beginning to surrender those things to the Lord there is such a power in surrender when Mm -hmm. we're able to go Lord I identify that these things are operating in my life because of that root of rejection and I'm going to begin to really begin to show these to you and give these to you um, and to begin to ask him to heal you Mm -hmm. There is something about partnering with the Lord and going, Lord, I may not have all the answers yet, but I'm going to begin stepping out, knowing that we're going to have more discussion next week on how to do this. Mm -hmm. We just want to encourage you to start spending some time in prayer. And in addition to what Mel said, as we know on that trunk of that tree is where there's some beliefs. So leave some space there. If he's beginning to show you what some of those beliefs are that are not based in truth, start writing those out near the trunk too. Give yourself a little art class. Yeah. Spend some time working this through. And we hope that you'll join us next week as we continue this 
this discussion. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.